always get so nervous when I have to do this, but um, I, I worked a very long week last week. We transferred 250 employees from DPS to my agency, which is OMES, and normally this payroll takes me two and a half people to work on. I've had six people working on it all week. I think I put 68 hours last week, um, including the holiday, which was not fun. Um, I had to work a little bit on the holiday. I did not work yesterday because I spent all day preparing <laughs> for this, but I will go home and I will work again today because um, we are not paid yet. <laughs> and I got to make sure that I get paid too. So it's been a long week. And, um, but you know, I, I really felt like the Lord gave me a word about what, what, we're, what I was going to talk about today. Um, so starting off um, a few months, I guess say the first of the year, um, I had a dream um, that we were in the middle of praise and worship. And I, all I remember is that there was a bright light on me and I was slain in the spirit right here. And I remember smiling really big and I felt like the Lord was going to speak to me. So I was, you know, it's like I heard Annie, you know, like Annie, it was Gabriel saying, mom, mom, wake up. And I'm like, oh man, I was right in the middle of a great dream. But at that moment, I, I felt like the Lord was talking to me about praise and worship. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about today is about praise and worship. Um, what the dream meant to me and, um, you see, praise and worship is not a time that we just kill in the middle of a service. I mean, we don't just do that so that we can, oh, well, let's take 45 minutes out so that we have more time, you know, or so that we can, you know, kill time. So we're here for at least, in, you know, two hours. That's not what praise and worship is about. Um, so every Sunday, I look forward to being able to come here and, and spend my time in his presence, inviting him to come in. Um, and I don't know that everybody in, really understands why the environment of why we have to do that so we can create that environment. So we're going to go to Genesis 1. And Marissa, if you can do that in uh, ESV, please. And I'm going to have to turn around because my phone is too slim. I can do both. And it's going to be 1 through uh, 8. Okay, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the, the expanse and separated the waters from where under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. So right here, you can see that God is beginning to create an environment. He's creating... Um, things to be. So before the, the moment of creation, God decided to both, uh, he decided both what he would make his creation from and where he would place it after he made it. So um, and that place was designed, that environment was designed individually to suit the makeup and the purpose of each thing God made for that environment. Okay, so we're going to go to Genesis um, 9, which is the next verse. 
And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. I lost my place. And God said that it was good. And he said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth, I was getting confused with that word, vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kind and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So you can see that when God created, he first created the heavens and the, uh, the earth. After he created that, he then created an environment to be able to put vegetation on the earth. Vegetation wouldn't have been able to live without that earth being formed first. So he first created that environment so that it would be, so that it would grow, so it would bring forth fruit. So the, he created an environment first for it to survive, for it to, to be able to produce, okay? So then, um, sorry, we're going to go to Genesis uh, 20, I'm sorry, verse, chapter 1, verse 20 through 25. So we're just going to go a little bit further down. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly among the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the warm swarms according to their kind, the water swarm, um, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, livestock stock, and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts, beasts of the earth according to their kind and the livestock according to their kind and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So right there you can also see that he created the seas first. And then he created fish to be able to live in that environment. Same for the earth, animals. He created the environment first before the animals were created. So when God created man, when God created man, he first had to create an environment that we could live and dwell. That environment, we're going to go to verse 26 and 27. Um, well, let me read there first. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, man, male and female, he created them. So you can see that God, when... So God created a place that we could dwell. And um, the environment, let me, let, me, let me put it this way. You can never create something without having the right environment for it, it to be able to produce and do what it's supposed to do. 
So if you are misplaced out of that environment that you're created in, you malfunction. So say I drive my car in the water. My car was not made to be in the water. It's going to malfunction. Putting an iron in the tub is going to make my iron malfunction. We were created to be in the Garden of Eden. He put Adam in the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is a place where God dwelt. You can see in Genesis 3, 8, it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So you can see God's presence was there. He was walking in the Garden of Eden. That's where he wanted people to, that's where he wanted his, his creation to be, where he wanted man to be, was with him in his presence in the Garden of Eden. So because of what happened with Adam, we lost that. We lost being able to be in his presence like that. So un God didn't, he, he didn't want unbroken fellowship with man. Um, he planned for that environment for us to always be in his presence. Well, now today, thank the Lord, we had Jesus come because the whole, the whole purpose of the Bible was that Jesus was going to come and we were going to be able to have that presence and that relationship with God that was lost. Okay, so when we're in when when we're not in His presence, we malfunction. So if if we don't have God's presence in our life, we malfunction. Now, when it comes to praise and worship, praise and worship isn't just a thing that we do just because. Um, so when, when, today when I was preparing this, I wanted this to be a little interactive. So I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I'm going to play some stuff that I want you guys to react to. You're going to hear it, and you're going to go, uh. I want you to do what you would normally do if you were to hear what you're going to hear. So I want you guys to be interactive. So what does praise and worship look like? So what does it mean to you? What does praise and worship mean to you? Okay, intimacy, what else? Fellowship, communion, pressing in, okay. So when you close your eyes and you think about praise and worship, what do you see? So how, what do you see yourself doing? So if you close your eyes and you're going, okay, today I'm going to praise and worship, what does it look like? Is it just going like this? What does it look like for you when you think of praise and worship? Okay, very good. Tapping foot, you know, bunny hops, raising your hands. Some people really moving their heads. So I know that when you guys get in your car, there are some songs that get you going. I know there is because I know there is me. All the, the last two songs that I've been listening to are Firm Foundation and Coritos um, that... Uh, I grew up with. Um, I grew up in a Mennonite church that was Hispanic, and we sang Coritos. And I, Ziggy found this, this, I think it's Israel, um, singing these songs. And oh my gosh, I have been listening to it like 24-7. That's all I listen to. And I'm in my car, and I'm singing. And I don't sing good, but I am singing. That's what it looks like, you know? That's what I'm thinking. So I know you guys do the same. You have to. 
because I'm not the only one that does that. I know you sing, Ziggy's not here right now, so in the house, I, and Zig, Gaby's at school, I am singing. Nobody else can hear me but the dogs, and they're, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So with that being said, I want, Marissa, if you'll play the first, play the first one, please. Be interactive with me here, people. Okay? Lindsay? Okay, Marissa, let's do the next one. Basketball games here, people. I know you're not embarrassed to be around people at a basketball game. Buddy, you're a boy, make a big noise, playing in the street, gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, we will, we Thank you, Marissa. One more. Well, actually, we got a few more, but I know some of the, this one will relate to quite a few of you. Uh, Come on, you guys. I know if they were ha they had a wedding, you guys would be out there. You'd be running. Only Carolyn. Where's Miss Rhonda? Okay, another one. Same thing. New Cupid, new Cupid. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Now I know you guys would be running because I've seen you guys at dances. You guys are running to the dance floor. New style, down, do your dance. We got a brand new I think we've got one more. This is more for the generation <clears throat> nowadays. Oh, no, this, they were mixed up. Sorry, that's okay, go ahead. Because I know that you guys do something with it, some of you. I know for me, 
One more. This one is for the generation nowadays because I, I really didn't know this one. Gaby's the one that kind of helped me with this one. See, nobody knows that one. Tyler knows it. Gaby knows it. Okay. Thank you, Marissa. Okay, you guys can see. When you guys hear different songs, you guys react to what you hear. There is no thought to, your, to you moving when you're at a wedding, when you're at a party, at a football game. You don't think twice about looking crazy. You don't. Because I know I don't. When I went to a basketball game to see Michael Jordan, I know Ziggy's told you guys. But when I saw Michael Jordan come out on that court, I was like, I was screaming as loud as I could scream. I mean, he was like, he's the best basketball player that ever lived. He's just an awesome basketball player. So when I saw him, I was screaming, I was jumping. And you guys have to remember that I grew up in a Mennonite Spanish church. We didn't do stuff like that. I mean, we had songs, you know, we just do our little clapping, that's it. Most of the time we just had, uh, wearing jeans was a big deal back then. Um, then when we wore shorts, that was kind of scary for us. We, you know, it was very, we, they had to be really long shorts. So I didn't grow up expressing myself quite like that because I, you know, very religious. That's not how I grew up. So there are things that we listen to on a daily basis that we have no thought to how we react to what we, what we hear. We dance, we sing, we jump, we do everything that we can. We want to have fun. I, I didn't play rap music because I'm not into rap, so I didn't know what to play. Uh, I'm, I'm just now getting into country. <laughs> um, don't really know too many. Um, I like Hispanic music, but I don't listen to it on a regular basis. Um, but I know that, you know, th those kind of things that we listen to get us going. We think about it. So, Marissa, what do we do when we hear stuff like this? When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. When the Spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I will dance like David danced. See, are you guys a little more hesitant to do that? I will dance, I will dance like David danced. you guys clapping your hands on that one. Woo! <laughs> Come on, you guys. Come on, let's have some joy.
good, thank you. I think that's all, Marissa. So you guys can see that the reaction that we have to two different types of things. See, when God, praise and worship is God's solution to get us back into his presence. It's, you have to, you have to remember this. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't put us, it doesn't put us back in his presence, but it brings God's presence to us. And in order for us to do that, we have to create the environment for him to be able to do that. And like I said, the way that we react to what we hear, we get so embarrassed by um, getting loud or dancing in church or clapping your hands, raising your hands. Those type of things get embarrassing to some people when they can do the total opposite when they go to a OU game or they go to a wedding or a dance or anything else like that. Well, the thing is, is that we were created to be in that environment, to be in God's presence. So we malfunction. So why would I not want to be in his presence so that I can then fulfill what he's really called me to do? And in order for me to really hear and get in his presence, then praise and worship is so important to your everyday walk. Praise and worship should not be something you just do on a Sunday. It's something that you do every day, every day. So I said earlier that I, I worked 68 hours. I know for some that's probably not, you know, like the Salazars. I know they're working a lot of, about, ton of hours. 68 hours for me in four days is a lot. Um, I'm very tired. I, 15 hour days for me. And <laughs> I, got, I got so frustrated because they transferred these people over and they didn't transfer everything that needed to go, all their deductions, sooner save, you know, retirement stuff. They didn't, re they didn't move everything over like they were supposed to. So I had to, my team and I had to individually go and put that deduction in on each person's paycheck. That's a lot. And so I, I could tell that by the morning, I was looking like, this is the, the face that Ziggy says that if I wake up in the morning, he doesn't want to wake up grouchy because I'm like this. And I know that my face was like this. And I really contemplated quitting at least twice. <laughs> I thought, you know what? I'll just tell them I'm going to quit. I'll put in my 60-day notice for retirement. I can pull my retirement. I can take off because I've got like 680 hours of annual leave. I'll just take off. So I thought about that many times. And so here, you know, normally what I do to prepare is every day, I'll spend time really thinking about getting my thoughts together. I read a little bit. I go through my notes, try to, and then Saturday I take time just to go through it, get it in me, make sure, well, I couldn't do that. Yesterday was all day just doing it all because I didn't have time. So during the, you know, this week, I, they opened a Starbucks, well, I was telling everybody, they opened a Starbucks over by me, 178th in May, and I'm super excited because <laughs> it's like a mile and a half. That's it. But because it's new, there's like 20 cars in line. So I went one morning um, to go get something, and I thought, you know, I've got to get my head together because I know that I'm, I'm the manager, and I'm leading my team. My attitude stinks right now because it did. I was like, I want to quit. I can't tell them that. <laughs> you know, my attitude, I was not leading, you know, so... I got in my car and I told you guys I'm listening to Firm Foundation and those Coritos. So I put it into my car and by the time I got home, my attitude was totally different. Why? Because I malfunctioned outside of his presence. My malfunctioning was that I was in a bad 
place in my head. I had a bad attitude. I wanted to quit. I was doing everything. I felt like I was doing everything in vain. <laughs> you know, um, so I got it. I got in the car. I really focused on like, you know what? I'm just going to concentrate on God's presence in his word. I'm going to worship him. It's not about me. It's about him. By the time I got back, I had a totally different outlook on what I was doing. So praise and worship is so extremely important to your everyday life. When you sin, you know why you sin? Because you're outside of his presence. You malfunction. It's something you have to do every day, whether it be, you know, you're humming a song, you're singing a song, whatever it is that you're doing in order to get his presence so that we can get him with us. It's bringing God's presence to us. And if we bring it to where we are, then we can do we, we're in the place where we're supposed to be in order for us to fulfill the call that we've got on our lives. So it, praise and worship is so very, very important. That's On Sundays, I know that we're a little more reserved, which I'm kind of surprised because we've all have, we've experienced the Lord in ways that some people haven't. And for me, you know, it wasn't easy for me to, to come out. I'm, I'm already, I'm an introvert. I'm very quiet, typically. Um, I recharge by being by myself or with people that are very close to me, like Ziggy. I can recharge. There are some people that absolutely drain me. I mean, I'm with them, and all they're doing is, blah, 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 and I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, I can't talk because they're just, they're very energetic, you know, and I'm an introvert. So it takes an effort for me to, for me to do this. It takes an effort. I, I, I choose to do this. I'm choosing to change the way that my natural person is. And it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to change your natural person to do something that you're not used to doing. So growing up in a Mennonite church was very reserved. Um, I was very quiet. Um, I, didn't, I didn't talk much. I did for a while, but you guys know that when that teacher yelled at me, that that was it for me. After she yelled, I stopped talking. I was very quiet. Um, I can get pretty, I can get pretty talkative. I'm sure Ziggy's like, will you shut up? No, it's usually when we're on the phone, I'm like, are you not going to say anything? He goes, well, you've been talking. <laughs> I'm like, well, tell me to stop then. But, you know, I, I can do that. You know, we, we, can, we can get to that place where we can make, I shouldn't say make, we choose to be different because we are peculiar. We're supposed to be. So I choose to make decisions that will get me into his presence. And it wasn't, I'm telling you, it was not easy for me. God, God requires a reaction. Just like when he, Ziggy talked about how when he got me that ring, I reacted to the fact that he got me that ring. Had, he not, had I not reacted, you know, I don't do praise and worship for anybody else, but for me and for him. That's what it's about. So... I know that for some, it's very, maybe very uncomfortable, but I tell you, if you just start to slowly, slowly step out and do, if you don't typically raise your hands, raise your hands. And you know what? Let me tell you something else. If you are up here, you don't think twice about what anybody else thinks. Your back is to everybody. You don't think about it. It's not a concern for you. Although it shouldn't be a concern. I know that sometimes you think, do I look dumb? Am I looking like I'm not, you know? I don't know that you guys think about that when you're on a dance floor, because you don't care if you're looking dumb on a dance floor. It doesn't matter what you're doing up here either. It's not about you. It's about him. 
I, I want more than anything for us to be able to entertain God's presence here. And I think that that dream that I saw or had was very important to this church because we're not a church that's normal. And I think that so, sometimes we, we get in our, in our minds, you know, if we had a bad day, we had a bad week, we go through situations in life, um, it, it will stop you from doing or from coming to church and just having an outlook of just praising him. I know, and I speak from experience for this. When I lost my mom this last, it's been almost two years, it's been two years. Um, you know, I, that, that was a place where I was not well. And I, I know I came to church, and the last thing I wanted to do was to do praise and worship. My heart was broken. I was hurting, and I couldn't see myself doing that because I was just in a bad place. Um, but the more time I spent with him, you know, he healed my broken heart because it really was, that, that time for me, I look back on it and it was so horrible for me. <laughs> it was a very hard time for me. And God, thank God for his presence that he came and he healed my heart. And he took me to a place where I was able to look past the part of not being able, to, being able to talk to her every day, getting her advice about just simple things, you know, just hearing her voice. Because um, I, I talk to her almost every day. So when we go through life and we struggle through things, you know, our first thing is not always to just, I'm going to listen to praise and worship or I'm going to get my mind on the things of God. You know, we just naturally, our flesh reacts to whatever it can be. But if you're always in a continual praise and worship mode, those things aren't, you cannot be in the flesh and in God's presence at the same time. So if you remain and stay in God's presence, which means being in praise and worship regularly, then things change. Your life changes. And I, the reason I did those examples is because I, I know, because I've seen some of y'all get crazy at dances, at weddings, at parties, um, Thunder Games, OU Games, OSU Games, um, Texas Games, um, all those things. I, we, we have the ability to do it. See, when I close my eyes and I think about praise and worship for me, when I close my eyes and I think, okay, what does praise and worship look like for me? It's not just standing still. I mean, I want, I, I want to get his attention so much that he forgets all y'all because <laughs> he's looking at me because I'm the, one who's, I'm the one who's getting crazy. Praise and worship is so important to your everyday walk in life, and we, we really need to make time for him. We need to be able to praise and worship him daily, every day, every day. Wake up and make the devil afraid that you're awake. And then you can operate in your, in your gifting. You can operate in the gift that he's called you to because you're always in his presence. You're not going to malfunction in his presence. You know, we're going to make mistakes, absolutely. We make mistakes. But we have the Holy Spirit to help us through that. So I hope that you guys are encouraged to, when the, when the word says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, my soul is my will, my mind, my will, and my emotions. So when I'm blessing the Lord with my my mind, my will, and my emotions, it's not, it doesn't look like this. That is not my, 
That's not how it looks. My emotions are not, you don't see any emotion from me. None at all. So be encouraged to do that. Be encouraged to really step up and praise the, the Lord the way that you imagine in your head, the way that you do at home, the way that you do in your car. So, now, sometimes I do, I'm in my car, and I'm like, oh, car's right beside me at a stoplight. I'll, I'll calm down a little. <laughs> but they don't know me. So, you know, they don't know me. But still, be encouraged. Bless the Lord of my soul. You guys, just remember that next, next Sunday. But for the week, do this weekly. Get your, get your mind on his things, not, not your circumstance. Not your circumstance, because I, like I said, I, I did this this week because my circumstance this week was rough. It really was a rough week for me. Thank God Ziggy wasn't here because he would not have liked the hours that I was working. Um, you know, I'm, I work in the office, and, you know, he'll be in the living room, and if I'm working a lot, all I hear is him going, break! <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is he doing? No, break! <laughs> and I will step out, and I go, what are you doing? He goes, you need a break. I'm like, are you, so you're going to yell at me to break? <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. It's kind of cute how he yells break. Just out of the blue, he'll yell break. And then when he wants me to quit, it's like he wants me to quit. But it, thank God he wasn't here. <laughs> but anyway, I just I hope you guys are encouraged in, in knowing the importance of what praise and worship is in creating the environment that we need to allow the Lord to be able to come to us um, and minister to us. You know, because like I said, when I had that dream, it wasn't, a, when I was slain, nobody was behind me. I mean, the light was so bright on me, and I was out on the ground, and I, I really feel like our church is ready to step up to another level, but it, we're not going to be stepping up into that level when we're all too into ourselves, in our circumstance, and what we're going through. We have to, we, it's, like I said, it's about him, it's not about us. It's about him, not about us. Okay, that is all. That is all. I thank the Lord. He's awesome. He's, he's a good God. But um, I, I, I know that we're going to pray for Lindsay today. Is that right? I know Ziggy talked to me about. So we're going to pray for Lindsay today. She wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to pray for Lindsay. But if there's anybody else that needs prayer, I'm going to ask for... Um, David and Hilda and Tyler, um, I don't see Miss Rhonda, um, but David and Hilda and, and Tyler to come up if anybody else needs prayer. Um, and then after that, uh, Hilda will give some instructions on what we're going to be doing for the chili cook-off. And hey, I did really good, guys. It's only 12. I don't even know when I got the mic, but pretty excited. I did pretty good. Thank you. Lindsay, you want to come up? Anybody else need prayer? <laughs>